What if police responded to domestic violence in the same way they did to organised crime? Over the last four days, almost 650 men wanted on domestic violence charges or for breaching AVOs were arrested in a blitz across New South Wales. Operation Amarok targeted those considered to be the most dangerous offenders with dozens of weapons, including guns, seized and more than a thousand charges laid. Natalie Ward is the New South Wales Minister for Women's Safety and the Prevention of Domestic and Sexual Violence and our guest this morning. Minister, welcome. Thanks, Patricia. Great to be with you. Is this a new approach to policing family violence offenders? Uh, Well, it's part of our comprehensive response. We know that there are uh, deaths occurring out in our community uh, at these levels, which are unacceptable. This is a scourge in our community and we're working at every level because we want to crack down on this abhorrent behaviour at every level. We want to send a clear message to perpetrators of domestic violence. We will not tolerate this in New South Wales. Will we see more blitzes from here on in? I obviously can't probably talk about police operations, but uh, I certainly am pleased that we are targeting perpetrators to say you will be found, uh, you won't be able to hide, uh, we will be cracking down and we will be ensuring that you get into the court system quickly and that you will be prosecuted. Uh, This is about saving women's lives. This is about the families and the children that are affected by these deaths. Uh, These are homicides from someone who purportedly loves this person. Uh, And we want to make sure that not only our legislative response, our frontline response, uh, finding safe spaces for women and their children to escape to, but really addressing the initial part and the prevention side of this, which is ensuring that uh, perpetrators are held to account. And we know that police majority of what they deal with is domestic violence. We really want to empower them uh, to crack down on this the same way uh, that they have with other uh, crime uh, issues in our community. So what's actually changed when you say empower them to, to crack down on this? Were they not cracking down before? What is the difference between the policing strategy we're seeing? Well, I think what we've seen in this operation is a focused uh focus crackdown in a a, a limited time to say we know who these perpetrators are uh, and we will focus on them at this time as we've done in other problem areas because this is a government that's focused on women's safety. We've seen too many deaths uh, and we've seen a whole range of responses but police in our frontline services are addressing those men and those perpetrators uh, who we know, particularly repeat offenders. We've seen too many times uh, these perpetrators uh, getting out there and doing the same thing over again. Uh, Breaches of AVOs, uh, breaches of orders of the court uh, because they uh, for whatever reason, I won't comment on on why but uh, we really want to make sure that we're addressing this not only from the victim survivor's perspective, but that we are at the front end saying we will not tolerate these deaths. So police are absolutely on board and I appreciate the work that they've done. They deal with this every day uh, and the majority of their work, as I say, is dealing with the 33,000 domestic violence assaults last year. That's a significant amount. We want to get that down. We want to prevent this behaviour and ultimately we want to prevent deaths. Is it your hope that this also gives women who are being abused the confidence to go to police or press charges against a perpetrator because with this blitz and, as you say, this focused crackdown in a limited time, uh, there will be the sense, perhaps, that, that this will be taken seriously? 
Absolutely. And we want people to know that they uh, will be supported. They can come forward. They will be believed. They'll be supported uh, and they will be, we will stand beside them through that journey. It's terrifying enough to be surviving a domestic violence relationship, let alone coming forward. Uh, and in doing so, we're really wrapping around them because uh, we're, as a government, we have record investment in prevention. Uh, we really want to make sure that we're doing everything along the way. Uh, for example, we've introduced coercive control. Uh, we've outlawed that, that behaviour we know is a red flag for domestic violence homicide. Uh, we've put record funding into almost doubling the number of women's shelters in New South Wales. Uh, we're doing a review of sentencing in the next term of government of all domestic violence sentences. Uh, and we're having a surge of five additional magistrates in our courts and a dedicated court list to make sure that we are really getting these things through the system quickly. But if it saves one life, then it's worth it. Uh, if we give more confidence to the community and to victim survivors and people out there who are de dealing with this every single day, that you will be believed, you'll be supported, uh, come forward and we'll make sure these perpetrators are held to account. Uh, this is a good thing and we're doing this at every possible level. Why have you waited until just before the election to announce these measures? Uh, well, we haven't. We've done a range of things uh, early on in this term. We've dealt specifically with housing, which we know is an issue. Uh, we've put almost half a billion dollars into our core and cluster program, which is doubling the number of shelters. In terms of legislation, we've brought in affirmative consent law. Uh, we're uh, rolling out education to young people about what consent is. Uh, we're making sure that we have uh, extended our staying home, leaving violence program, which means we remove the perpetrator from the situation and the uh, victim survivor, the woman can stay in her own home with additional security. We've had so many measures rolled out and most recently uh, our first time buyer's choice assistance so we can help you get into your own home or rental bond assistance. So we've continued to, uh, together with having a dedicated minister in this space uh, for our uh, terms of government to really target this and ensure that we're addressing at every opportunity uh, ways to keep people safe. Throughout the, as domestic violence has become a, um, a story that's being treated seriously by the news organisations, by governments, by police, there's often been a call that uh, policing should treat it like it, uh, it does, for instance, terrorism uh, in a very serious and concerted way. Do you, do, is this an approach which is to put it on that level now? Well, I think people are talking about it a lot more, Patricia. It's more out in the open. We know domestic violence doesn't discriminate by postcode, uh, by demographic. Uh, sadly, it's everywhere. No, but I mean uh, the policing uh, yes. strategy. Yes. Is it, in your view, should it be policed the same way? We see, you know, really a shock and awe strategy sometimes by police around terrorism and the policing, uh, the optics around it. Is that what you want to do here? Well, yes, I think that uh, some victim survivors call it domestic uh, terrorism. And we've seen that what they are dealing with every day in their own home, we should expect to be safe. They are dealing with surviving every day and we call it terrorism in their own home. So, yes, we want a focused attention on this because we want prevention uh, and we won't, don't want to see any more deaths out there. So, absolutely, we're keen to target this. Absolutely. Just two quick ones on other issues, if we can, Minister. Can we turn to the debate about poker machine regulation? Do you welcome the decision by Clubs New South Wales to sack their CEO Josh Landis for his comments about the Premier's religious views. 
Uh, I do. Uh, we live in the most harmonious multicultural state in the world. I was formerly the Minister for Multiculturalism. It was such a joy to see over 200 religions in New South Wales. People here respect each other's right uh, to have uh, to have faith or to not have faith. Uh, and it's a matter for us. We live so well in New South Wales. I think those comments are entirely inappropriate in this day and age. And uh, uh, I, yeah, I think it's the right outcome. And you're also, of course, um, you know, some of some of the work you do is very focused on women. We also had this Four Corners report on Opus Day schools and the teaching particularly around sexual health. Does that concern you? Oh, I think those matters have been referred appropriately to NESA um, and schools are required to follow the curriculum. They're required to provide the human papillovirus vaccine to schools. Um, I know my daughter has had it and pleasingly that's an Australian development. We should be ensuring that we teach consent and that we're clear about our sexual health uh, advice to our young people. That's so are schools on notice that. if they're not doing that? They have to comply with the curriculum, yeah, absolutely. The Education Minister said that, the Premier has said that. We've been absolutely clear about that. And another very quick one before the news, Minister. Today, Cardinal Pell will be lying in state at St Mary's Cathedral in Sydney. Sexual abuse survivors have been tying ribbons to the church's fence ahead of the funeral tomorrow. The church has removed the ribbons. Do you think that's right? Oh, look, that's a matter for the church. Uh, I feel for victim survivors having acted for many of them for many years, uh, but this is a time to be respectful and I think there's an appropriate place for both uh, to take place. So I really think this is a time for each uh, to exercise some respect and understand that this is something the church should be undertaking as part of its normal uh, appropriate New uh, South ritual, Wales police are, are seeking also a court order to prevent activist group Community Action for Rainbow Rights from marching outside on Thursday. Is, is that appropriate? Well, I think there should be appropriate ways for people to exercise their views about um, uh, the church and sexual abuse matters. Minister, thank you. Thank you. Natalie Ward, New South Wales Minister for Women's Safety and the Prevention of Domestic and Sexual Violence. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.